You're listening to Radio Tab's Mobile Rolling. Presented by Garrard's Horse and Hound. Making shopping easier with their online store. The same extensive catalogue, the same keen prices online or over the phone. 1-800-060-896 or visit horseandhound.com.au. Is an even 28 seconds. Jumping Jack Mac and Magnificent Storm. Magnificent Storm and Jumping Jack Mac go toe-to-toe on the turn. Jasper Villa Beach and Too Fast, Too Serious coming up. Hampton Banner out wider. Gambit has one off behind them. Magnificent Storm has worn down. Jumping Jack Mac. Too Fast, Too Serious. Hampton Banner sticking on Jasper Villa Beach. It's Magnificent Storm over Jumping Jack Mac and Magnificent Storm. Beach Jumping Jack Mac. Too Fast, Yeah, too that was the free-for-all at uh, Gloucester Park on Friday night. Gee, I thought that horse Chris Sparsby as I say good morning to you was well driven there magnificent storm on Friday good morning Steve good morning to you good morning everyone uh, yes indeed so there's been plenty of talk about magnificent storm following that victory across the weekend connections were keen to get to Melbourne but just logistically it, it's always difficult and when you consider that uh, you've got to travel far and wide the heats are being staged at the, uh, the provincial tracks before the final is held at Melton so after all those things were considered, they've decided against coming to Melbourne, but they are looking to bring him east early next year for a shot at the Miracle Mile. So that's the update there from Connection. So no Inter Dominion, but Miracle Mile next year is the target. And with so much on offer in their own backyard and with so much big prize money up the grabs with the Fremantle and WA Pacing Cups, it probably makes sense. Mm, and also that new part of the Western Trilogy series, he'd be one of the first horses yeah. in, Chris, wouldn't he? That's in April. Absolutely, yeah. Yeah. Yep. And, of course, yeah, the Oaks. Be a, a key yeah, the Oaks are wonderful to fly. Obviously, she's just not firing at the moment. She'll probably have a good rest, will she? But taking the Mickey ended up winning the, the WA Oaks there. Yeah, a little bit of a surprise, the WA Oaks, Steve. I suppose uh, wonderful to fly. There was so much expectation with her a month ago. She was basically unbackable to win the WA Oaks. But then the wheels just started to fall off. So she's been beaten now to pass three starts. They were talking about the WA Oaks and then tackling the boys in the WA Derby. But she's got to go for a spell now. She's she's a shadow of herself at the moment. So there's obviously some underlying issues. But uh, uh, taking the Mickey was able to score. Ross Oliveri, wonderful trainer. And then he announced after winning that Group 1 race that uh, I think uh, in the next month or so, by the end of the year, he's going to step away from training. So he's had a great career. He's trained so many good horses. And uh, a little bit of a shock, I think, to many that uh, he announced that uh, soon after that victory. That was his first WA uh, Oaks win there with taking the Mickey. So probably goes out on a really good note. Chris, Sakut is a horse that uh, we follow a bit. He's got a bit of a boom on him in New Zealand. And I suppose we can't take much from that, can we? He got the job done there at Addington on, on Friday night. Yeah, we're still none the wiser, Steve. I spoke with Greg O'Connor yesterday just for a little bit of an update on Akuta. He said that they're going to miss Ashburton, which comes up next Monday, and then now they're looking at taking him to Kaikoura. So he thinks the odds of starting him in the New Zealand Cup are starting to lengthen now with that little bit of a deviation in plan. So no Ashburton for Akuta next week. They'll look to the uh, the following week with Kaikoura. So... Yeah, it'll be very interesting to see which way they go, but Greg feels that it's probably starting to become long odds that he lines up in the other uh, cup this year. Peter McMullen, one of our guns in Queensland, is with us, Chris. Well, he is the gun. There's no doubt about it. He's not only the leading driver in Queensland, he's the leading driver in the country for a second straight year. He's got his uh, hands on that trophy again. We'll talk more about that in just a moment. But I wanted to talk to him about a number of... Uh, 
topics this morning. He's been kind enough to join us now. Peter, appreciate the time. Morning, Chris. Thanks for having me on. Now, the track. Uh, remedial works carried out early last week. We are back in action there on Friday and, of course, on Saturday night. What was the, uh, the mindset going into the other uh, weekend's racing? Did it play fairly? Yeah, I think it definitely played fairly. Um, you know, obviously new material is always, you know, going to be a little bit heavier going than, than what it is after it's been down for a little while. So um, Friday was, yeah, it was a little bit heavy. Um, but then it, by Saturday night, it, it had, had improved a bit. So, you know, I think by today and, and, and days coming forward, it will be better again. Okay, the club were keen to get those works done before the summer carnival. So to back up what you're saying, it's only going to consolidate. So is your track record in any sort of danger? Um, well, I, I don't think so. I think um, it seems like I'm the only one that likes to get out and go fast. Well, let's talk about the track record holder, Blanks Advance. Is he Len Smith mile bound? Yes, that's the plan. Um, yeah, so I think everything's sort of ticking along pretty good. He, he had a trial there Friday and he uh, he seemed to be right on the song. He, he um, went 50 and a half on, you know, on, on that new track surface. So, uh, yeah, I think everything's going... So far, going perfect to plan. Okay. We'll talk more about the race, uh, well, the trial uh, in, a, in a sec. But just on, on, on the race itself, the Len Smith Mile, opposition-wise, what are you sort of looking at down there? Um, no, it's still going to be, you know, it's going to be a very strong race. Um, you know, whenever there's good prize money. And um, and I think it fits in pretty well, everyone, everyone's sort of program. So, yeah, I'm expecting competition to be pretty tough. Okay, the Victoria Cup recently won and won. Rock and Roll do coming out on top. Uh, was that ever considered? It, it was. Um, it, it was a bit of a late sort of thought and idea. Um, you know, we did look into flights and different things, but, um, you know, we'd, we'd sort of had a mind sort of selling lens with mile. I wanted to just sort of keep things heading that direction. Okay. Upon reflection, though, looking back how it played out, any thoughts on, on what might have been? Oh, I think if, um, you know, I'm, I'm sure he would have been, you know, more than competitive um, and, it, and it could have possibly even worked out quite well for him. But, um, you know, obviously we'd run some sort of hard miles and, and you know, had him pretty pumped up for mile racing and, and wanted to sort of keep that direction heading into the Lensmith mile. Okay. Let's talk about the trials. He's had two recent trials like you outlined. The most recent was on Friday afternoon. He went fast time, didn't did you um, get what you wanted out of that trial there on Friday? Yeah, I think so. Um, you know, we probably went a little upside down in fractions, but, um, you know, all, all in all, we got the hit out we needed and um, he come through it excellent. So um, I think it was sort of the perfect sort of... Uh, well, the perfect time frame, you know, out from the Langston Mile, I think. So fingers crossed it all works out well. OK. Did you expect or did you want that, that faster first quarter like you got there in that trial? Um, both Chantel and myself were, were a little surprised actually how, how fast we sort of went. Um, you know, I, I, I did want to sort of, uh, you know, have a pretty solid sort of first quarter and keep moving a bit. But when it came up 25-8, yeah, it was you know, a little goldsmith, to be honest. Um, it's actually quite scary to think we had two horses both under a hold and went 25-8 first quarter. Mm. And given that the track, that was its first day back, so probably a little heavy there on that Friday afternoon as well. Yeah, definitely. So, um, you know, as I said before, it, it had improved in Saturday night. So, you know, Saturday night, if that had gone one day later, it possibly could have gone faster again.
Okay, so his next start is going to be when? Um, yeah, the plan is to go now into the Lensmith Mile. Um, he was supposed to race Saturday gone, but uh, having trouble getting the Opens to stand up. Okay. Do you still feel he's in the zone uh, with his form right now? Yeah, I think so. Um, you know, both trials have been good and um, his work's, you know, continued on really good. And Yeah, I think he's just in perfect order at the moment, to be honest. Okay. It's an unknown, but how much more improvement do you think he's got left in him, Black Sedans? Um, it, is, it is a little bit unknown, considering, um, you know, like early in his career, he didn't sort of look to be anything over the top, anything too special, but he's just got, you know, stronger and faster as, as time's gone by. And um, right now, he's probably the number one horse in Queensland. And, um, you know, he just sort of, as you said before, he's, he's in the zone. And, and if he continues like that, he, he could, you know, get bigger and better from it. Mm. Big wheels off that trial there on Friday against Black Sedans. Does he go to Sydney as well? Uh, probably not. Uh, there's a couple of races um, at home at, at Albion for him. Uh, the big with Johnny Sprint. Uh, I think the Queensland Cup's a week later, so uh, probably just stick stick around here for them. Okay. Another horse that I want to talk to you about this morning is Uncle Shank. Now he was successful on Saturday night. Is he heading south? Yeah, it's possible. Um, you know, Chantel and I will we'll sort of you know, try and map something out for him and, um, you know, obviously want to sort of stick to a mile with him and, it, you know, we, there's no place to hide no more. He's got to race the big boys. So, you know, he quite possibly could go to Sydney or stay home for the big with Johnny Sprint a week later. Um, we just have to sort of wait and sort of see which way decide to go there. Was Saturday night's race a test in that regard then? Yeah, it was. Um, I was... I was actually really excited about Saturday night, and I was intrigued going into it. Um, you know, I, I was, you know, I thought it was going to be a really good matchup, and um, you know, it probably didn't play out that way. I think, you know, the, obviously the, the barrier draws probably made it a little, little one horse dominated compared to what it looked like it was going to be on paper. But uh, you know, he, he was super, and you know, obviously he showed his speed and, and his strength again. Okay, now be honest with this one. Did he surprise you with that third quarter uh, blitz that he delivered? And did the last half surprise you in any way, shape, or form? No, not really, to be honest. Um, you know, I sort of always knew he could sort of go them sort of speeds. And, um, you know, any carriage and speeds are fair way. So, you know, I, I wasn't planning on sort of going that fast off the back. And, um, but, you know, when we got to the half, and we had it reasonably easy. And, um, you know, I knew Love Your Work was sort of going to, want to get up and test me a little bit and uh, I just sort of thought well let's make it sort of catch me if you can and once again he said he just moved and, and moved how I thought he would be able to and you know obviously 25-9 so pretty quick but yeah I fully expected him to be able to do it. Yeah he was a sight to behold there's no question about it. Is that the first time officially that you've gone sub 26 down the back straight? Yeah I think it is Chris um, I, I think it's even the first time we broke a 26 quarter um, in, in any race, so yeah, that no, was pretty exciting, really. You've gone sub twenty six in. He went sub twenty six in the trial there on Friday, getting off the gate. Oh, yeah, in a trial we did, yeah, yeah. twice in a week. Yeah, there you go, twice, twice in twenty four hours. So, uh, <laughs> if anyone's going to get them going, it's you. So, is he likely to be part of your team? Is he part of the long term vision for the stable, or is North America starting to call now about Uncle Shank? 
Um, I do think you'll end up in in America. Um, you know, I just think the way he races and and how he races, I think that's going to really suit suit America. And I, I would love to see him there um, as much as I'd love to see him stay in the stable. You know, he, he, he's such a you know tremendous horse, and he's um, you know, he's been a pleasure to have. And hopefully, he does stay for a little bit longer. But yeah, I definitely think America is his calling. And I ask that because we've got a lot to look forward to next year. We've got another Tab Constellations and, more importantly, looking long-term, we've got the Inter-Dominion. So you could easily have a three-pronged attack with Black Sedans, Big Wheels and Uncle Shank. Yeah, I think, you know, Black Sedans and Big Wheels, it sort of probably has it written all over them. Um, Uncle Shank, as much as I think on raw ability, he's every bit as good as the other pair. I think just, you know, he, he likes to race the mile a bit better and, um, you know, going forward, our opens... You know, generally change distance you know, most weeks, and it's going to be probably a bit hard to pick and choose races for him, which we've been able to do in the past. So uh, I think think that's where the issue is going to come in. Okay. Next topic I've got uh, written down for you here is the uh, the last start feature race winner. You know I'll be late. Is he bound for the Victoria Trotters Derby? Yes, he's um, he's now in Victoria. Um, Emma and Clayton have got him down there, and. Um, you know, he's, he's going to have to step up, I think, to uh, be able to feature, you know, with the Victorian trotters. But he's, he's done nothing but plays us up here, so he was definitely worth a shot. So, uh, you know, fingers crossed he can, um, you know, do well, but no super high expectations, just a bit of a learning curve. Mm. Was there a, a great deal of sort of discussion between yourself and Chantel with, with Emma and, and Clayton about him joining their stable, or was it fairly straightforward? Um, well, I think it all just probably stemmed from Susan is her name. Um, you know, there was quite a lot of discussions between Chantel and myself and, and Bruce, owner of Susan is her name, um, as to where she went and ended up going to Emmer and Clayton. And they, they'd done a super job with her and uh, just sort of stemmed from there. And, you know, he, at this stage, it looks like he'll only be there for a short period. So, um, yeah, we'll just have to wait and see what sort of happens and where it plays out. So it's just a hit-run mission for the day. He's not Breeders' Grant eligible? No, unfortunately. He's um, yeah, he's not really staked for anything. So, yeah, um, unless he does something, you know, special or something like that, you know, you're more than likely to probably come home and go to the paddock for a bit. Okay. Now, with the derby, it's obviously going to be over a, a longer distance, a traditional distance. Is it going to be a case of longer the better for, you know, I'll be late? Yeah, I, to be honest, I don't think it's going to bother him whether it's short, long, or, or mobile or stands. He he, um, he seems to really you know have everything going for him. He's got you know he's got a great turn of foot and can maintain a high speed. And and not that we've really seen it at the races, but um, you know judging from his track work, he, he can sort of sit on a helmet and peel off and, and really extend and and drop a very fast quarter. So the Derby heats are they are they this this weekend? Yes, they're um, Sunday at Maribor. Okay, okay. Now, is there any chance that you could go down and drive, or do you just leave it to Emma and Clayton? Uh, I think I would just leave it to Emma and Clayton. Um, you know, it's A, it's a little bit tricky for us to get away, and B, they've got their drivers, and they uh, do a super job. So, you know, I think I'd just leave it up to them, and, um, you know, it, it have proven how successful they've been in the past. So, fingers crossed they can, um, you know, just let that happen for us. Yep, fair enough. Now, you mentioned Susan is her name. She got beaten for the first time there in the feature, the Tatlow Stakes at Melton on Saturday night. 
any surprise with the two runs that she's had down there. She was a first start winner before that very narrow defeat. So any sort of surprise or shock with the way she's adapted? Not really. She's, um, you know, you know, out of you know the bunch of trotters we've had up here, we sort of thought she was probably the most forward and best mannered and, and the one that would do the best job. And, um, you know, and when you start comparing some of the others and, and the times that the other trotters have done up here, we sort of expected her to do a pretty good job. Um, I think her run the other night was probably the best run of the race. And um, unfortunately, she got beat right in the line. But, uh, yeah... When you, when you compare the rest and what the rest have done up here, yeah, it's no surprise, really. Should she have won on Saturday night? Um, maybe. You know, obviously it's hard from the barrier draw and have to come around the whole field. And I think she had the best splits in the race and she was off the track. So, um, you know, I thought it was definitely the run of the race. And unfortunately, um, she's got beat right in the wire. Okay. Now, you've got to put your thinking cap on here. Fast forward 12 months. Which trotter out of your crop from this season, including Susan, is her name, is going to be the best? Oh, I think I'm going to go with, uh, we'll see how we go. Um, you know, we've always sort of had a pretty good opinion of him and he's, um, I think he's, he's got the most bottom. Um, he never seems to get tired and he's still doing a few things wrong, but with a bit of maturity, hopefully he'll end up being the best, I think. Um, but at the same time, it's, it's, it's a hard question and... Um, you know, you get Razzle Me Dazzle Me, he's got super super speed and uh, if he puts things together, he could be anything as well and Venus Love was a little untested and, and Susan's a name, obviously, he's done a super job. So And Canaturio come out and beat him in the, in the um, triad. So, yeah, it's a, you know, it's a pretty tough question. Great, mm. uh, great problem to have. Here's another tough question for you. We're midway through October, so we've got the rest of this month, then November and December. Do you go back-to-back with the national drivers' titles? Yeah, I think if I keep my head down and work hard for you know the next sort of uh, 10 weeks, I think it is, um, you know, barring nothing going wrong, I think it's, you know, a huge possibility. Yeah. You've got a healthy lead over Gary Hall Jr. over in the West. James Herbinson, uh, rising star down there in Victoria, sits in third. But uh, it's a nice lead at this point of the year. Yeah, definitely. Um, you know, but I keep watching closely, and you know, Herbie's getting you know winners day after day down there, and and uh, Junior had a super night last Friday night. I think he had five winners, so um, it doesn't take much to sort of you know drop the ball and they can pick you up. Okay, well, answer this one as well. Does Chantel win the state trainers premiership or does Jack Butler hold a good enough lead? <laughs> it's a um, going to be a tight finish, that one. Yeah. Uh, yeah, obviously, Jack's still a few few wins ahead of Chantel. And uh, at this stage, I, I think he's sort of probably got it covered. But, um, you know, it, it just probably depends on how the next few months play out, I suppose. And, um, you know, as stables do, they can sort of have their ups and downs and, you know, it could go either way, really. All right. Put the Studmasters hat on now. Somerset Farms. Breeding season is now upon us. A rock and roll dance. Has he settled in? Uh, what's the reception been like? Yeah, he's uh, he's been excellent. Um, you know, he's settled, settled in amazing. And, yeah, it's uh, something different, something new. And, you know, it's all been going pretty well. Um, so, yeah, no, he, he's, he's slowly sort of starting, getting a, starting to get a strong book of mares. And, um, so fingers crossed we can keep building on that and keep getting a few more and uh, no, it's it's all going really well, so that's pretty exciting. Having having a rock and roll dance here in Queensland.
and he's getting the results here, there, and everywhere. Uh, he just keeps producing winners, so that's good to see. You're driving today at Albion Park. You missed the first couple of races. I'll just go through them quickly here. Race four, my rumour has it. Can she go back-to-back? Yeah, we've got a pretty good opinion on this, Philly. Um, you know, and she went, went good time there on on Friday. Um, you know, a bit of a quick backup could be a bit of a question, but, uh, uh, you know, fingers crossed she does it right, and if she does things right, she's going to be right thereabouts. Okay, race five for Stewie Dixon, Ashley Nitro, a runner-up at a pass two. Can she break through here? Yeah, possibly. Obviously, she probably does race best at Redcliffe, but uh, she's certainly racing really good at the moment. So uh, if she can get a trip, she'll be hitting the line pretty strong. All right. Hit the tracks in a really good form. Play six of his last seven. Draws well. He looks like he'll be competitive. Yeah, definitely. He's in super form, this horse. And, um, you know, it's just you know, a little bit tricky to see where he's going to be in the run. But if he can stay pretty close without doing too much, he's going to be very close to winning. All right. It's Mr. Clooney, second up. Uh, the first up run was more than okay. Is this is this winnable? Yeah, I think so. He's um, he's actually sort of picked up where he left off last preparation. And, um, yeah, I, I think, you know, if he can sort of get a nice trip or, and, um, well, probably no matter what sort of trip he has, to be honest, he, he's going to run a, a super race, as he always does. Okay, and the last race for Mark Reese, you're driving Woodley Diego. He was placed last week, went much better. So, another forward showing expected. Yeah, probably just needs a little bit of a suck along somewhere, um, you know. But if, if he gets that, I think he'll definitely be hitting the line strong. All right. Well, a busy day coming up for you as per normal. Really appreciate the time and the update on the stable stars as well. Good luck with Black Sedan as you push towards that Group One Len Smith Mile. We'll see you in action here later today. Yeah, thank you, Chris. There's Pete McMullen joining us. So they've got a lot to look forward to this day, and it's a busy time with stud season now upon us. Somerset Farms up and running. Let's find a winner for today. He's meeting, I'm sure he would have been interested there in the thoughts of Pete. Racetrack Ralby each and every Tuesday online with us, and he's now online. So, Ralby, good morning. Yeah, morning, Chris. Uh, did you take any notes there from Pete? Do you fancy any of his chances today? Um, yeah. I think he might have a quiet day today. I know he's bringing, he's always bringing with confidence, but uh, I think we can head him off in a few races. Okay, okay. So we're obviously not tipping one of his, judging by that. So where do we find your best bet today? Look, I'm looking at uh, our best bet will be in race six, number five in uh, JT Tyron. Now this this horse, he, he does look perfectly placed here. And he comes into this race boasting plenty of confidence uh, after finishing runner-up at his past two. His last start second behind just Joshin at Redcliffe last week. Uh, that was a great effort, and it was running a fast time. Uh, this looks easier, and although not possessing a great strike rate at, at the track, his both wins at the creek were over this distance of 1660. He has the services of Lockie Manzelman again today, so uh, he looms as the horse to beat. So I think we'll lock him in. Race six, number five, JT Tyron. Okay, that's the first leg of the treble. So we can stand him out there. Stand him out for sure. Okay, race six, number five, JT Tyron. We just spoke with Pete. The track looked excellent there on Saturday night. From your viewpoint, uh, seemed like it was really fair. Oh, yeah, definitely. And uh, as Pete alluded to there, um, that track is just going to, well, once it consolidates, It'll just get quicker and quicker. And and I was surprised 
although Pete's a little bit humble, that he didn't say that uh, a few other of his other horses there would be a chance of knocking off the track record. Mm. I'm not so sure. I think it's safe for the, this carnival coming up, the summer carnival. I don't think they'll break it. Yeah, well, as I said, there's a long way to go for that track to, to settle in. And some of those sectionals that they ran there on, on Saturday night, they were pretty quick. Yeah, too right, too right. Well, we'll uh, watch with interest over the coming weeks. And as the, uh, the, the weather starts to warm up, uh, that's only going to be more conducive to fast time. So we'll see how we go, but uh, it'll be interesting. Hey, Ralph, we really appreciate it as per normal. We'll see you trackside later today. Okay, thanks, Chris. So racetrack Ralphie joins us. His best bet comes up in race six. It's horse five, JT Tyron. Steve, last night, Bathurst, they had some trials there last night. And of particular interest was this uh, star, Hubred filly, Jewel Melody, 11 starts, seven wins, four minor placings, best filly in the country right now. And uh, we've, we've mentioned it previously, doesn't get the credit that she deserves. Well, last night against older horses, 153. That was her second trial back. She trialled last week. Bernie Hewitt took the blinds off her last week, the shades off her, went around open and bridle, ran around a little bit. Uh, last night, she was sharp. So she's getting set for the Breeders' Crown in Melbourne and look really good. So Jewel Melody well and truly on target. So who knows what this filly could do uh, if she can, you know, come out and claim the Breeders' Crown. That's going to catapult her right to the top of the list of, of the best fillies that we've seen in the last 20 years. So really exciting. An update on Spirit of St. Louis. No chance that he's going to be starting in the Lensmith Mile, of course. Uh, they didn't start him in the Victoria Carpy. They decided to not even put him in the race, and I'm led to believe that he won't be starting in the Lensmith Mile. So just a little query there. It'll be interesting to see if he's up and ready for the Inter Dominion Series uh, later this year in Melbourne, but definitely no Lensmith Mile for Spirit of St. Louis. And just an update on a couple of the star trotters. Majestuoso for Andy Gath. He'll trial uh, next Monday night at Melton. He's got a new trotter as well called Jakarta. He's probably about three weeks away, so we'll watch with interest on him. And Tough Monarch, uh, he's definitely not going to the Inner Dominion uh, in Melbourne. Ricky Elchin has pulled the pin on that. And an update on his star two-year-old, Tardelli, who's a last-out Group 1 winner at Redcliffe. Uh, his season is over as well. They were looking at the, uh, the Breeders' Crown. Uh, just not 100% happy with the way he's uh, been in the last couple of weeks. So they've pulled the pin. They're going to focus on next year with so many big races up the grabs. Tardelli, his season is now done. So he's going to go to the paddock, have a bit of a, uh, a break, bit of R&R, and then get set for next year. JOK trials tomorrow. And just hope who was scratched out of the Victoria Oaks. It has been diagnosed. She's got a bone chip, so she'll be out of action for anywhere up to six months. And just in regards to Leap to Fame, Captain Ravishing, a couple of weeks' time next month, we see them both? Different well, states? Leap to Fame starts this Saturday oh, this night Saturday. at Menangalo. He's in the semi-final of the Breeders' Challenge. I think he drew right in the middle, about five or six. So he looks really well placed. Teddy Disco, he's in the other semi. He drew out in the car park out, out uh, on the extreme outside. I think gate 12. He'll probably move in a couple of spots with emergencies drawn. But they're both starting this weekend. No Tim's a trooper. Uh, who, who won the two-year-old Breeders' Challenge last year for the Dixon Stable. He's not there, but Leap to Fame starts this Saturday night. Thanks, Chris. Thanks, Steve.